everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Brazilian Point of View. My name is Ana and I'm here to tell you the real truth about Brazil. And boy, this is the real truth about Brazil episode. Because for this one, I brought Holly. She got a Fulbright Award to live in Brazil. So she lived here for 10 months and after she lived here for those, she came back twice twice or three times if I'm not mistaken and she really lived the experience she loved the culture she really she was so open and I think that's what made her experience so good and I am so happy that she got amazing experience and she lived amazing times in here so we really talk about how she got the Fulbright award um, everything Brazil related where she what she did here, where she lived, which places she visited, culture, cuisine, literally everything Brazil related. So I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Before we get started, I just want to remind you to follow the podcast on Instagram. I'm it's at the Brazilian POV podcast. And as always, I am going to drop the link in the description. And without further ado, let's get to the episode. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for coming to the podcast. I'm very excited about this episode for the specialties that you can come with it. Yeah, of course. Me too. So can you introduce yourself? Sure. My name is Hallie, Hallie McKinley Lester, um, and I am 24 years old and I am from Pennsylvania in the U.S., so, and you came to Brazil with the Fulbright Award. So can you talk about why did you come here? Like, how was the, like the overall pretty much? Yeah, so um, the Fulbright program has, has a, several different scholarships, but it's essentially to, to create these connections between the U.S. and other countries. So they send people from the U.S. to other countries and people from other countries can come to the U.S. And they're usually focused on education. So the Brazil program um, that I did is uh, working as an English teaching assistant at um, federal universities in Brazil. Um, and so it's different in every country, but that was uh, in Brazil, it was working with a federal university. Um, and I applied my senior year of college um, and I chose Brazil because I was interested in Latin American studies. Um, I already had spent some time in, in other countries in Latin America, I already spoke Spanish. Um, so I had this interest in kind of learning Portuguese and improving. So I worked at a, um, a federal university in Minas Gerais, the Federal University of Lavras um, in a very small town. Um, and I essentially helped uh, create English activities to help students feel more comfortable with their English. So we had conversation clubs, we planned different sorts of um, fun events. We uh, went into uh, the English classes organized by the Letras department. Um, and we also did some activities in the community as well. That's amazing. Like, how come did you cho you chose the, the city that you wanted to go in, right? Or not? No, actually, the program chose for us. Um, so okay. they decided where we would go. And I was with one other um, person from the U.S. Um, with me in the in the town. Okay, because I was going to ask you, like, why did you choose like a small town instead of like a big city or like a capital of some state? But funny enough, like this is my state, 
but I live in the capital, <laughs> Belo Horizonte. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, you live Did in Did you Vega? come here? Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I, I visited Vega two or three times. I actually spent Carnival in Vega last year. Oh, did you like it? Yeah, I loved it. Oh my gosh, it was so fun. I only stayed for like two days, which was perfect for me because I think I would have been exhausted and overwhelmed by more than two <laughs> days of Carnival. Yeah, it's quite intense. But the two days here. that I had, a, yeah, <laughs> but it was really fun. Oh, but I'm so glad that you got to visit here. Like, I don't think many people visit, come here to Bega when they visit Brazil, like they go more to Rio or even Sao Paulo, but Bega has a lot of nice things. Did you go to any bars even though you came here like for carnival? Um, and so I did go to some bars. I had some fun um, like Mineiro places. Um, I also was there for for the Pride, um, Pride Parade um, in, 2019 and so that was also a really fun experience um to see like the the streets shut down and everyone just out it was a little bit like carnival um but really really cool experience too oh that's so cool it's so cool because like here is the city with the most bars in brazil so like yeah. you actually had to go to bars to live yeah. like the whole experience i guess but how was getting a Fulbright? Because they are so hard to get. Like, I've never heard about anyone who got it. Yeah, so I um, I did the process for the English teaching assistant, which I think is maybe a little bit easier, but it is a it is an intense and long process. Um, so I remember I had applied first through my university. Um, I had to submit essays and recommendations um, and my resume. And my university did like an interview with me uh, and then they sponsored or supported my application. And then it went to um, the Fulbright office in Washington, DC and they reviewed all of my application and then approved me as a semi-finalist. And then my application went to the Fulbright office in Brazil at the um, embassy. And then they approved my application to be a finalist. And then I was chosen to go. Um, and so it is, It I submitted my first application in August of 2018 and got my final acceptance in, all right, sorry, August of 2017 and got my final acceptance in April of 2018. So it was oh, like, a long process. Uh, yeah, a very long process. Um, and, and, and it is very competitive. I mean, they're, I think are looking for people who are really, um, have leadership skills, have some experience in education, um, and are really going to be able to thrive in living in another country, because um, that's a big challenge, um, especially a lot of the postings for Fulbright Brazil can be in more rural and isolated places, um, and you may only have one other person from the US with you, um, working with you and living with you, so it can be really really challenging. So I think one of the one of the factors is finding people who are able um, to handle that. How long were you here for? So I was here, I was in Lavras for my Fulbright for um, 10 months. Uh, some, uh, some of that I spent traveling, um, but I was there for 10 months. And um, so from February to December of 2019, uh, then I came back to Brazil in January of 2020 till March uh, and then 
uh, coronavirus hit. And so I came home oh, yeah. to the US. And then I was actually back in Brazil from um, September till January. I just came back about three weeks ago. So. Oh, that's so cool. You really loved it here, right? <laughs> to come yes. back. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, but I I'm, I don't even think I have to ask like if you had a good experience because you obviously did. But like, how was it overall? Yeah, I think in the here. Yeah, I I obviously had a very positive experience overall. I love Brazil. Um, I think in the beginning it was really challenging. First of all, we got there in February. I was coming from winter in the U.S. and coming to really really hot oh. summer in Brazil, oh, and yeah. I remember just being so exhausted every day because I was so hot and I would just like come, come and try to like take a shower and lie under the fan um and so and also my Portuguese was very weak when I first got here um and so it was pretty overwhelming in the beginning trying to learn Portuguese and um Mineiro Portuguese is very fast and <laughs> very hard to learn at first Uh, so I think the first two months I kept thinking, there's no way I'm going to survive this. This is this is so hard. And then my Portuguese started to get better. I started to make more friends and I started to get kind of a better handle on things. And um, from then on, you know, it just kept getting easier and easier. And there were still there were still hard moments. There were moments where I cried walking down the street because I lost my sunglasses <laughs> at the grocery store or something like that. Um, But overall, it, it was really good. I think I learned a lot. Um, I was able to get my port, get really comfortable with my Portuguese, um, which was a big goal for me. Um, I got to visit a lot of the country, which I feel very, very lucky to have seen, um, to have seen so much, and to really make so, some meaningful relationships that I think I'll have for life, which is amazing. So your accent is actually really good. I love how you say Mineiro because you don't actually do with the English R, you know, just like it's different. Your your accent is so good. But where did you visit here in Brazil? Because you said you traveled a lot. Thank you. First of all, I, I always like to hear that my accent is good. I sometimes <laughs> get people like I talk and they're like, you're not from here, are you? And yeah, so, no, Portuguese is like so hard. So when you learn and you can, you can, if you learn and even if you do the English R, it's 100% okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I got to visit a lot of places, actually. Um, I visited a lot of places in Minas Gerais, which was great. Um, and then I got to go to Rio, Sao Paulo, um, and... I think some of the, the coolest places I went were Ilha Grande in Rio, um, Fernando de Noronha, which was oh, just... Oh, you went there. I did. My mom came to visit um, and we went to Fernando de Noronha and I just fell in love. It, it was Yes. Paradise. When I went there, I was mesmerized because like it's, it's pure beauty, really. It's yeah. amazing. It was just spectacular. I loved it. I want to live there yes <laughs> it's so cool um so there and then um I went to Amazonas as well I went to Manaus and did um uh, a few day trip up uh the Rio Negro oh that's so nice yeah. but it's very funny because you went to places I think tourists at least like 
people from other countries they don't usually go to. I don't think people really know that Fernando de Noronha is a place to go, but this is like shout out to the archipelago because it's amazing that there, seriously. Yeah. I feel like it's, if not the most beautiful place in Brazil, one of the most beautiful places because it's absolutely amazing. The water is like uh, to die for. Yeah, and it's amazing because it's it's a protected area. So I think that yeah. helps it be so much more beautiful because there's not a lot of development. And so there's still a lot of the, the natural life. But yeah, I mean, it has like hills and the ocean and all the animals. And oh my gosh, I just thought it was the most incredible place I've ever been ever in the world. Yeah, I went there like nine years ago, I think. Yeah, 2012. So I don't know how was it when you went there, but the internet was shit when I went there. Yeah, yeah. This is I like was like the first the time I hadn't, yeah, I hadn't been on my phone for like three days because there's almost no service. Yeah, that's awesome. And also it's like super protective, protected area. And you have to pay each for each day that you stay there. So it's even better. Just so like not many people go there and spend forever there really yeah exactly and I was happy I mean you know I'm happy to pay an environmental fee because I think you know money should go protect to protect exactly. the environment so it's like okay this is you know I think this makes sense um it was so worth it exactly oh I'm so happy that you got to experience that because it's amazing really yeah did you have any bad experience here in Brazil in particular I don't think so um I think when I um when I was going to Brazil I think Brazil has sometimes a reputation for being really dangerous or having a lot of crime um and yeah. I know that is a problem of course um and you know when I was in cities when I was in Rio and Sao Paulo I was always really careful um but I was very lucky I never never had a problem um with crime or anything um, in your perspective, how a federal university here in Brazil is different from a university in the U.S.? Yeah, I think um, the biggest difference is the cost. So um, a federal university in Brazil is free and there is no free university in the U.S., um, even public universities. It's pretty oh, really? expensive. Yeah, it's um, so I went to a public university in Florida um, and it and that was like the probably the cheapest university, one of the cheapest universities in the country. Um, and that is $6,000 a year um, for four years. So it's- That doesn't really make sense. This is like public, like how do you, how do you have to pay? Does it make sense? Right, it doesn't, it, it, it doesn't make sense. And it, it's a huge problem actually in the US. It's, it's really prohibitive for a lot of people who are smart enough, who are motivated enough to go to college, but don't have the financial ability. And, you know, I think that's a huge, huge fault for our country. I mean, I think we're missing out on a lot of potential by making it non-accessible to people. Or the other problem is young people know that they need to go to college um, and they want to go to college and then they take on all of this debt. Um, and I think our, our student debt right now in the country is over a trillion dollars. Oh my God which is an insane amount of money. And I know friends who, have, who are paying off, you know, their loans from undergraduate for like 20 years. Um, and, you know, it, it affects their ability to buy a car, to buy a house, to, you know, 
be able to do fun things because they have all this debt. Um, so that that is the biggest difference. I think it's wonderful that Brazil has public universities that are free. I think um, obviously there are still a lot of problems in terms of accessibility to education in, in higher education in Brazil too. Um, but I think eliminating at least one of those barriers is amazing. Um, I think. I think there are a lot, but there are also a lot of similarities between the universities. I think that was one of the things that surprised me about my time in Brazil was the amount of similarities between my experiences there and my experiences in the US. Um, I think our countries have a lot of similarities. Um, but yeah, I think, I mean, um, at my university, sports were really, in the US, sports were really big. So that was like a big social, um, draw was to go to a football game or a basketball game and at my university in Brazil there wasn't that much of a culture around that um, but there was a great art culture at my university so they had like an open mic night um, in Brazil sorry uh, they had an open mic night um, they had different um, art displays they always had live music on the stage at the center of the university which was really fun um, to celebrate you know the the musicians of the community and the university um, so yeah, I think those are kind of um, the main differences, uh, but I think, yeah, it's a lot of it is similarities. College students in the US and Brazil are stressed and overwhelmed and just trying to get, get by and, and, and graduate so that they can go on to what, whatever is next. Yeah, and like just a little note that the federal universities here in Brazil, they are way more competitive. So it's so hard to get into. I wasn't able to do it. I tried for two years and I couldn't. So I just went to a particular one and a private school, but it was good, so fine. Yeah. But they are so hard to get into. It's insane. Yeah, and I, that is, um, I guess, another kind of difference in the US, I would say, the, the best universities or the ones that are hardest to get into are usually the private ones. Um, and yeah. then there's like some really good public ones and then uh, it kind of a mix down there. So it, 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 that's also different. I think it's wonderful that Brazil has, has free public universities, but they are very, very competitive, very hard to get into. Yeah, definitely. Um, did you, were you able to go to any college parties? Yes, I did. <laughs> I want to know uh, about it. Yeah, it was uh, quite a fun experience. I went to a couple um, at my university. Republicas were really big, um, and so they're kind of like fraternities in the fraternities and sororities in the U.S. Um, yeah, you and, actually got like when you went to like a small town. That's like the good thing because in like a big city, there's no uh, Republicas here. Yeah, so that was something that you were able to experience that was like very different. Yeah, definitely. And like you would they would like rent out this giant space and just like a party space and there'd be a stage for music and then just like all this grass, like a kind of like a farm or something for dancing and hanging out and the parties were huge. Um, So that was that was cool. That was fun. And then I also went to kind of some um, more alternative parties in our town. They had um, a bar that was called like Circuito Alternativo. So it was um, definitely a little different. And so I, they had some like the Letras department had some parties there. Um, I mean, I think there are a lot of similarities. Uh, 
people drink a lot, people dance um, and and have fun. Um, but yeah, I, I think I, I did get to experience some Brazilian parties, which I think was was a good part of the the Brazilian university experience for sure. Yeah, and also a lot of open bar parties, which yes. I love them. I miss them so much. <laughs> <laughs> amazing and dangerous. I tried um, Karochi for the first time. Oh, that Brazil. is deadly. It is very deadly. One time my friends suggested we do like, um, we all had different flavors of Karochi and he was like, okay, let's all like, take a sip and then pass it. And so I tried like five different flavors of Karochi and it was not a good idea. I would not recommend it. I don't think I ever drank Karochi oh after my that. God. That is disgusting. Like that's disgusting. I awful. think I had it only like, honestly, it's like so cheap. It's like this little bottle that is like three how reels, if I can say. And it's like disgusting I think I tasted once and I, I felt like dying it was <laughs> it's so <awful>. disgusting <laughs> I, I cannot believe they did this to you they made you try a lot of flavors it's awful but every I mean it's popular because it is it's so cheap and yeah. you could drink one and you're completely drunk so yeah exactly it's just so good actually people drink it a lot in carnival just yeah. because it's I don't know, carnival, it's partying on the street. So you just take your little bag with a bunch of corotches and then you just drink it. Oh my God, it's disgusting. But it works. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. if it works for you, amazing. Exactly. <laughs> but I wouldn't, I would never, like I would die the next day. Yeah. <laughs> um, was it something from Brazil you thought it was so different from the US? Um, okay, this will be like maybe a funny one that I thought was really different. Um, when I first got there, I was shocked that so many of the bathrooms didn't have toilet seats. And like in the US, all of our bathrooms, like our public bathrooms always have toilet seats on the toilet, like, and, and it's fine. And I remember like all of the rest stops or like the movie theater, the toilets don't have toilet seats. And so I, I, asked people about this and they're like well you can't sit on a toilet seat that someone yeah. else has sat on so you just squat which is like quite a workout for your leg. <laughs> um but yeah that was like one of the funny like I think I, I like picking up on the little things that you know aren't going to be in the, the guidebooks like obviously the money is going to be different obviously the food is going to be different um but then there's just small little quirks that that I I Fun were kind of fun. Um, I guess another one is there's a lot of lines to get things. Like if you want to buy a fan, you go to the store and you like one person helps you find your fan and then you like wait in another line to get your ticket and then you take that to another line to pay and then you pay and you go to another line to pick up your fan and leave, which it's fine. Like it's just a little longer process where usually like in the yes, you go get your fan and then you like pay and get it and leave and it's one line. <laughs> so it's just like a few extra steps, um, which is different. Um, but yeah, I think um, I think there were a lot more similarities than differences, honestly, um, from from my experience. And um, I guess that's partially because I was, you know, in a university town. Um, I, I visited a lot of cities too. Um, and so I think, you know, other than the big ones of like language and food and 
climate, um, you know, that those were a lot of, a lot of similarities. I think the toilet seat's so funny, so funny. <laughs> like that was, the, that was the thing that I first noticed. Like I got to my apartment and I had to go buy a toilet seat and I was just like, that's all so our toilets funny. just come with toilet seats. But it's like such a cultural thing because I would never sit in a toilet toilet seat because you can't get a disease so easily sitting <laughs> on those. It's like disgusting. Not even when like all the times that I went to the US, I've never sat on a toilet seat. Really? Yeah, even just like I have or the hotel but like in stores or whatever, like not ever, like I squat all the time. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> oh my God. Like, I, no, it's just so funny that when I see like on Twitter or something that, oh, you actually have to squat and like everyone retweets that, like, it's so amazing. And I'm like, oh my God, do not <laughs> sit on a toilet seat here in Brazil. Like, don't even. Yeah, it's like, it's something I never would have thought of as a difference, but it definitely is. <laughs> so how was your social life here? It was awesome. I was really lucky. Um, I made some really great friends. You know, I was in an interesting position because I guess this kind of goes to differences too, but um, I think in the U.S. we have very um, separate relationships between teachers and students and and teachers and students, like they don't really have each other's cell phone numbers. They don't really have friendships. Um, and so I was anticipating, oh, it's going to be hard for me to make friends with my students because they're my students and I'm kind of like a teacher and we're going to be really separate. Um, but that, that really wasn't the case. A lot of the students were the same age as me and it just honestly made my experience better and made a my job easier and, you know, my social life easier to just become friends um, with with the students and kind of just get over I guess I had some embarrassment of like oh my gosh how can I face them in the classroom if they seen me drunk at a party like oh that's so embarrassing because in the U.S. it would be embarrassing um, but it, it was just like getting over that um, and I made yeah some amazing friends that I still talk to to this day actually fell in love and one of the reasons I go have gone back to Brazil twice is because I'm still dating a Brazilian um so it was just such a positive experience and and I think that helped me like improve my Portuguese it made me um enjoy more of the cultural experience of you know having people um invite me to their homes and to like eat a meal with their family which is a lot more traditional than just you know oh I lived with college students uh, college students as my roommates and you know we would sometimes cook together, but college students are busy and then, you know, it's a little bit different than going, you know, to, to stay with someone's family or to go to their family farm um, and to get just a really different cultural experience. Um, and also to understand more about the politics. Um, I'm really interested in politics. I'm, I'm uh, follow that a lot in the US. And so to, to talk to students about their thoughts on um, the Brazilian government to, to talk to them about their thoughts about what was happening um, with public education at their university. Um, and, and I think to, to really, I, I studied international studies and history in college and focused a lot on Latin America. And to, so to see the things that I had read about in books and academic articles, you know, in person through my friendships was, was really cool. Yeah, like Brazilians are so friendly and so warm. So it's kind of, you don't even have to worry about it 
because you people were, are going to be like, oh my God, you're not from here. So they're going to be like attracted to you immediately. <laughs> yeah, I remember at first I was like taken aback because people were so friendly. And I come from the East Coast of the US where like you don't really smile at people at the, on the street or you like don't talk to people in the grocery store. And I was like, what? What are you doing? Why are you talking to me? Um, or like, because we were the only two people from the US in the whole town, everyone knew us as like, the gringas and and like we would walk in they'd be like oh the americans hi and i would be like oh hi so people were really really friendly and and i didn't really have any anonymity um which was fine it was it was part of part of the experience um which was which was really cool yeah and also like brazilians are so open i know this girl that she lived in rio for a few years and she met this old lady that was her neighbor in the elevator and the old lady told her like her entire life and she was like oh my god i lived for i don't know 10 years in this other i think in amsterdam if i'm not mistaken and i have no idea who my neighbors are yeah that is so true brazilians are so much uh, i mean maybe it's a stereotype i don't know but my experience with brazilians are so much friendlier and and open and like really willing to to help you out and take you under your wing like oh are you lost like do you need help with finding something um which is just i think really really wonderful no yeah that's 100 percent true this is 100 percent true so nice like i can totally see why you love your experience here in brazil actually you have to have like a really bad experience to hate brazil because right. usually everyone is so nice to you, especially because you lived here for a while and not just visited. So you were able to make connections and everything. And you said that you still have those friends. So you might take them for life. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think that I think as people saw like that I was willing to learn and, and um, was enjoying my time. And I think that like kind of builds on positive relationships. I think the fact that I was trying to learn Portuguese was also helpful because to me, I think a lot of people were like, oh, you're American. Americans never try to learn <laughs> our language. They just expect other people to speak English with them. Um, and so that I think also also helped and, and made me be able to, to form some more friendships and, and to get to know people better that we could communicate in English and Portuguese. Yeah, 100%, because I think on the internet, um, people from the US, they're always like, oh, I'm not going to even try to learn your language. I don't even know where Brazil is. Do you speak Spanish? <laughs> they don't even really care about us enough to know about our culture or anything. So when someone comes and like, oh, I want to learn Portuguese. I know where Brazil is. I know that you actually speak Portuguese. It's like, okay, I like you already. And we're going to be like friends already, you know? Exactly. So, yeah. I had, I had people when I told them, oh yeah, I'm going to Brazil. And they'd be like, oh, so you speak Spanish. And like, well, yes, I do speak Spanish, but in Brazil, they speak Portuguese. So I also am going to be speaking Portuguese. And you're like, oh, oh, right. So yeah, I think it's good to, to actually learn about the country you're actually going to and kind of be living. Yeah. <laughs> also, something that you said about um, you were kind of, I don't know, you felt like weird that you would be drunk in a party and then see your students. Like it happened to me. I saw two of my professors already in parties. One of them, he didn't see me really, but I was like, oh my God, what is happening to him? Like, did he take 
he did he take any drugs or something because <laughs> he was insane and then like the this other one I saw her I was a little bit drunk but she was as well and then I went to her in the party and I was like oh my god hi and then we hugged and it was like a moment and then she didn't look in my face for like a month after that um, no. <laughs> but it's completely normal to just find your teachers and professors and it's I don't know, it's a closer relationship, I feel like, rather than yeah. the US. Yeah, definitely. I um, don't think I ever saw any of my professors in the US at a party, but I definitely did see them in Brazil and it was fine, you know? We're yeah, it's all, super normal. We're all like, right, and the thing is, it makes more sense because we're all human. Like, obviously my professors have social lives too. Um, and it's fine if they just like cross over sometimes. So yeah, it was interesting to, to adjust on that. Yeah, exactly. So what did you think about the cuisine here? Because you are in one of the states that has the best one, in my opinion, but in a lot of other people's opinions and not because it's my state. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I love Mineiro food. And I I, I was just saying I met a couple of weeks ago, my boyfriend was like, is there any Brazilian food you don't like? And I was, I really had to think about that. I'm not a big acai fan, to be honest. Um, oh my God, I just thought about it because everyone loves acai so good. Why I know, my other like friend, it? I don't, I really don't know. I, my other friend who was, who was in Lavras with me, like she's addicted to acai, but I, I, I mean, like I'll eat it, some of it, but I, I don't know. I just didn't like it that much, but I did. But how many times did you taste it already? Like enough that I, I like, I, I, I ate it several times in the beginning. Cause everyone was like, Oh my gosh, you have to eat acai. And that was like a social thing to like oh, yeah. meet people for acai. Yeah. <laughs> and like, yeah, exactly. And I was just like, okay, it's fine. But then I got like sick after eating acai once. So like I stopped eating it for a long time. Um, and then I like tried it again and I just, yeah, it was fine, but I didn't like love it that much. Yeah, because so. if you didn't taste so many times, maybe it was because of that, because I think I only liked it after my third or fourth time. So yeah, yeah but you don't really like it. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, um, so that was something I didn't like, but I am addicted to ponche queijo um, oh. because like Minas makes the best, obviously. Um, so like I would eat that like every single day. <laughs> um, uh, I love Brazilian coffee. Um, my mom is like a really big coffee addict. And so when she came to visit, she took like six bags of coffee back with her <laughs> and she's like, this is the best coffee I've ever had in my life. Um, so I like that. And then I, I just pretty much like all of it, like feijoada, like the different meats um like brazilian churrasco is just amazing like everything like it just tastes so good um so i love that um i lived for four months in in espirito santo also um in from this this past year from september to, to january so i ate a lot of seafood like moqueca which was really good yeah it's so good yeah um and, and other than that, like, I, I, I think that everything I taste, I'm just like, oh, wow, this is, this is really good. I, I really like this. So do you have like a favorite food? Um, bunch of queijo. And I also <laughs> really love brigadeiro. Like it's so easy oh, yeah. to make. 
I yeah. used to think like it must be so hard because it's so good and we don't really have it in the U.S. Um, unless it's like a specialty place so that's another yeah, it's so good it's delicious I think everyone should try both of them because they're so good yeah so what did you like the most about Brazil oh gosh that's such a hard question um I think I liked I liked so much um but I think what really because I I you know I think it's a really beautiful country and I love that it has such um like a diverse landscape you have beaches you have mountains you have the amazon you have um like really everything um like minas was so beautiful with like the green rolling hills and everything but i think what really makes a place is its people and i think if you don't connect with the people it's not really an authentic experience i guess and so what I loved most about Brazil was all of the people that I met and all the different experiences that I got to, to hear about. Because, um, you know, I say that there are a lot of similarities, but there are also a lot of differences. In, and I met people from, from backgrounds that, you know, even studying it in, in school, I never could have imagined. And I made such great connections and such great friendships um, that I think that's, that's really what I love the most because, um, you know, people were so, so friendly and so welcoming and like really made me a part of their family. Um, and I think that's really special. And, and, and that kind of helped me have such a positive experience because I was able to find people to connect with, to talk with, to travel with. Um, and, and I think that was, that was what I loved the most. Oh, I love that you love Brazil so much that you had a great <laughs> experience. I love it. Yeah, I, I'm very happy. I, I, when I, first found out that I was going to a small town in Brazil, I was really nervous. And I was like, oh my God, I thought I was going to be at the beach. Um, and I love the beach. So I was just like, I'm really upset. I was like, I'm so in the middle of nowhere. It's going to be awful. Um, and then like it really exceeded all of my expectations. And I think it was the per I think it was actually even better to be in a smaller town um, for my first experience in Brazil because it really gave me the immersion in the language and the culture in it in a really different perspective. Yeah, and also you could have like more freedom and get to know more people, I guess, when yeah. you are in a small town. You had experiences that probably I didn't have it because I've never lived in a small town. So yeah, probably. Also, like, yeah, part of my experience is like dictated by the fact that I was in in a small town and like, oh, everyone was so friendly. And I know in, in cities, it's a little bit different, you know, like you don't really talk to people on the street of Sao Paulo. Um, but but yeah, I think that kind of helped make it um, so different for me. Yeah, 100%, 100%. This of being like a small town, people just know each other more easily, I guess. And uh, you would never have this experience in Sao Paulo, I can assure you that. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any advice for someone who wants to come to live in Brazil? Yeah, I think speaking of small towns, one of my biggest pieces of advice was to would be to go somewhere different, someone off the beaten path of tourists. Um, and so I visited Rio and Sao Paulo and I loved visiting them and I, I could see myself living there someday. Um, but I think it's really important to get also an experience away from like the, the place where all the international tourists go. Um, and I would say also 
to spend as much time as you can in Brazil. Um, so they get an experience in one place and then also get the chance to travel. And um, because I, I, it's hard, you know, a lot of people just come to visit for a week or two um, and they get kind of just a surface view of the country, um, which makes sense. I mean, you know, if that's all the time that you have, but I think Brazil is a really great place to live more long-term. Um, because I think that there's so much to learn. There's so much experience with the food and um, the people and the, the geographic diversity. Um, so, so my biggest piece of advice is to like be open to, to more challenging experiences in, in different places that are more, um, that, that you wouldn't think of uh, at the first time and to, to, really, to really seek out those, those um, I don't know how to say it, but those those experiences that are are not as common, um, I think. Yeah, I feel like everyone when they're like, oh, I'm going to Brazil, they always think about Rio. But what I always say is there's so much more to Brazil than just Rio, like so much more. The Fernando de Noronha, for example, like that's amazing. Like, why don't people know about it? I think people should go there way more for example but other places as well like more inside a country so uh, that's what i would say as well there's yeah. way more and also you can come in a visit tourist to stay like three months so enjoy it and come and stay the whole time and just go around the country it's totally worth it definitely so in the future do you think you would come back to brazil to live here permanently permanently? I don't know. I, I mean, I would be open to it. I think at this point in my life, I definitely want to live in other countries too. I really have an interest in like living in a country in Africa or in Asia to get kind of a totally different experience. Um, but Brazil is one of the countries that I could see myself living in long-term because I think it has so much to offer. Um, and, you know, it's a, it's a really good place to, to live long-term because there are, you know, as I mentioned, cool places to visit. Um, I think there's a good culture. Um, there's a lot of good opportunities. And um, and yeah, I could I could definitely see myself. I think for the next few years, I, I will probably go back to visit Brazil um, for, for a few weeks, but I don't know that I'll, I'll live there long-term, but I could definitely see myself in the future returning to Brazil. Well, that's amazing. Thank you so much for coming to the podcast. I'm so happy that I was able to talk to you about this. Yeah, thank you so much. It was really fun. And I always love to talk about my experience in Brazil because it, it was such a good one. So if people want to find you online, where can they find sure, you? Sure, they can um, find me on Instagram. Uh, my name, which is funny, Brazilians always commented on it because it's in English, rally Hallie, but because in, um, in Portuguese, the R at the beginning of the word is pronounced like an H. It, people are like, why is your name Hallie Hallie on Instagram? Um, but <laughs> <laughs> so it's R-A-L-L-Y-H-A-L-I, rally Hallie, um, or Facebook, Hallie McKinley Lester. Um, and yeah. That's it for this week. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope Holly made you feel inspired to not even move, but at least visit Brazil. I loved interviewing her for this episode. I think that she has the most amazing memories about Brazil, and she really got to know the country more than 
just a superficial but she really got deep into it and i loved her experience she was such a nice person to have here i hope you enjoyed it as well don't forget to follow the podcast on instagram and i'm going to drop the links for holly's instagram and facebook on the description so i hope to see you here back next week bye everyone